Hello, and welcome to the Convos with Kayla podcast. On this podcast, I will be sharing what God has been teaching me lately while also featuring guests on the show. This is a relaxed place to feel like you're having a cup of coffee or tea and talking about Christian lifestyle with vulnerability, challenging ourselves on our beliefs and actions as believers of Jesus, growing deeper in scripture, sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness, and exploring how we can grow deeper in love with our King while living for His glory. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, hello. We are back with the podcast. And guys, I have another fantastic guest on the podcast this week. Guys, I am stoked about having my friend Nikki on the podcast today. Um, So to give you guys a little backstory of our friendship, I have known Nikki for three years around that time, three years this summer. Um, And she truly is just someone that's so spunky and so joyful and just always has a (laughs) smile on her face. And um, she's just always making people laugh. And I just love the joy that the Lord has given her. But also she just seeks to include people like at our church, we go to the same church. So she'll go up to new people and just be like, hey, I'm Nikki, what's your name? And just start including people. And so she definitely has the love of the father and um yeah she's just very welcoming but also another thing I've never I don't think ever heard a negative word in her mouth about like someone else like <laughs> she just doesn't gossip or any of that which is so rare in our generation um but then also like we totally can have deep talks like we just talked here for the longest time about what we're going to be talking about today and like there was one night we were sitting on top of her car talking about what God has been teaching us and it's just super cool to see what God is doing in her life so I'm excited for you guys to hear today um what God has placed on Nikki's heart and just talking all about love and just being God you know hands and feet and his light and this generation and um yeah so it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be a little different today but I'm excited so Welcome, Nikki. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. I would love for you to be able to tell about yourself a little bit. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> well, um, I'm Nikki, as Kayla said, and um, I'm 18 years old and currently a senior in high school. Uh, a little bit more. Um, <laughs> I I grew up in a Christian family, so I was saved when I was three, and I rededicated my life to God when I was about 14 or 15. Um, so that's when my walk became my own. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was in kindergarten, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. So uh, God led my family to move um, me and my siblings from a private Christian school to a public school um, so we could be closer to home while he was um, getting treatment. And so I have been in public school for 12 years. And yeah, yeah. so that's just my perspective. Yeah. But this podcast is going to be. That's also from. kind of why I like like our friendship. One of the reasons there's many reasons, <laughs> but um, Nikki does come from a different background of like being in the public school. And I was only in public school for one year. So like most of my friends are homeschoolers. So I just, I love the perspective that Nikki brings in what we're going to be talking about today. So, um, but before we jump in and start talking about the subject, I would love for you to tell kind of what God has been teaching you lately. Oh man, <laughs> that's a big one. I'm not sure if I'll be as articulate because I'm still learning it, you know, but um, yeah, I'd say unconditional love right now. Just learning that, um, I can't do anything to earn God's love and I can't do anything to lose God's love either. Mm -hmm. Eh, Favor might be a different thing, but God loves us unconditionally and just 
um, not just knowing that, but understanding that in my heart has been big for me because you, you, it's crazy learning how deep God's love goes. Like it will shock you every time you learn more and more about it. So, yeah. That's beautiful. I love <laughs> Thank that. You. That actually kind of ties into the thing that we're talking about today, like sort of. Yeah, a little bit yeah. about how showing love to um, God's love to other people that yeah. have not experienced it before. I so, love yeah. That. How it just I'm ties Wow. Well, super cool. So um, I have a few questions for the podcast that <laughs> we'll be talking about. Um, so the first question I have for you, Nikki, is, well, first of all, like Nikki said, she does go to a public school currently. Um, this is her last year of school. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> before college. Um, but even college, like you're not going to a Christian college. Oh, I'm, that. yeah, I'm going to um, – University of Iowa, yeah. go Hawkeyes. <laughs> but yes, um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to another public school. Yeah. So wow. another chapter. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so see, like Nikki, not, she's not in this bubble of like, I'm always around Christians. So that is my first question is, um, what is it like being a Christian in school? Man, that's a huge question, actually. I'll probably I'll start with um, elementary school, then go uh, middle school and high school. So um, thing about elementary school is when you mostly hear it from Christian families, they usually talk about meditation or um, teachings like that, Halloween, um, some Christian families don't do Halloween, things like that. But I really want to focus on um what the kids are learning, like the message that is instilled in us since we're in kindergarten through fifth grade. And I'd say that's the American dream. The idea that you can get where you want to go doing <laughs> it all yourself, basically. Um, first thing that you learn throughout um, elementary is the American dream. It's introduced to you by your books. It's introduced to you by um, your teachers. They'll always be like, you're a smart kid. You're going to go to college one day. You're going to do it kind of thing. And that's great. I I, I can't wait to go to college, by the <laughs> way. But um, and then the other thing is we're taught positivity, positive thinking. Um, so the idea to always choose positive thoughts rather than think pessimistically. Um, we're also taught grit. We had lectures on grit. So when you fail, how do you turn that into a learning experience? How do you conquer challenge and failure? Um, also self-esteem. <laughs> I remember we were taught self-esteem. There was this one chant that we actually learned in elementary school and went like, oh, here, let me embarrass myself. I love myself, I'm worth a lot. I love myself, I'm worth a lot. I love myself, I'm worth a lot. Don't say I'm not cause you can't see inside of me. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yay. But that was what we were taught in um, elementary school. And I'm not saying that positivity, grit and self-esteem, they aren't they aren't bad things, but when they're taught through a world's perspective, then um, subconsciously we as kids, we learn that we don't need God in our lives. We don't need anyone to depend on other than ourselves. Once again, the American dream. If we just think a certain way, if we decide to do things a certain way, um, if we love ourselves enough, mm -hmm. then we are going to get through life. And um You'll see a little down the line in middle school how idealistic that view is when God is not in the picture. Um, but when God is in the picture, positivity, self-esteem, grit, um, all of that sort of stuff is um, it's something that comes from God, but through a different way. And um, the world tries to mimic that. So in middle school, what I um, 
some of the things that you'll start hearing about is um, you start learning evolution that's introduced to you. Um, and you start learning world religions. I had a class on world religions. I remember, um, <laughs> I don't, I bet it was off for the other religions, but it was mm -hmm. definitely off for Christians too, because there um, you have non-Christians trying to teach Christians what um, school, uh, what Christianity is about. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be wrong. Right. Um, there was a documentary actually where we watched a Christian man or self-proclaimed Christian man go and live with an Islamic family for a little bit um, just to like see the culture and stuff. But at the end of the documentary, in order to show that Islamic people are peaceful people, which is true, mm -hmm. he bowed down to Allah and mm -hmm. worshiped in the traditional Islamic way. And as Christians, we don't know what his walk was like. We don't know what God was doing in his life. But for my non-Christian classmates or my lukewarm Christian friends, um, this man is a representation of a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so he stands as a representation for all of us Christians. And so not sure how that affected them. Um, so that's what we're learning. Uh, in middle school, you also start seeing some of your friends become part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, you see some of your friends develop depression, anxiety, eating disorders. Um, this is when people start experimenting with drugs, mm -hmm. sex. Um, I heard some people were getting abortions that mm -hmm. early on. So um, yeah, that's what's happening in middle school. High school, um, we're finally told that we can think for ourselves, but obviously all of this way of thinking has been ingrained in us already. But um, the type of things that we're learning in school are the Scarlet Letter, which is mm. um, about adultery in a Puritan place. Uh, we we study the Crucible, which is the Salem Witch Trials, Handmaid's Tale, and Jane Eyre quote some of the scripture, um, but use it in a different way. And then we also study Jonathan Edwards, which was a fire and brimstone teacher um, back in a different generation. So um, Christopher Columbus is no longer the hero that discovered the new world. He's the self-proclaimed Christian that enslaved natives and forced them to become Christians. Um, we learn about the Crusade Wars in, um, say, world history. Yeah. And um, Spanish Inquisition, slavery. People actually used um, small parts of the Bible to justify slavery back mm -hmm. in the time. So we learn about that um, and evolution is still very, very big in science class. My textbook this year actually says, and I quote, um, first page of the first chapter, evolution is the fundamental principle of biology and the core theme of this book. So that's what I've been learning all year. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. And <laughs> it sounds like, like it, it's interesting because there's a lot of like, I don't know, false views on Christianity, especially in the mm -hmm. homeschool, like, okay, you need to believe in this and this is yeah. right. You know, like Christianity isn't what people are making it seem like. And I mean, like it, it must be interesting for you being a Christian and there aren't mm -hmm. many Christians in your school, especially with how big your school is, um, kind of maybe feeling pinned against the wall at times. I don't know, yeah. but yeah, that's crazy. Definitely. All that's going on in that school. <laughs> um, so with like being a Christian in school, I know you'd probably have a lot of friends that aren't believers, of yeah. course, um, which is good. It's so good. <laughs> but since you know probably a lot of non-believers, like what do you, in your opinion, feel like their view on us Christians are? Um, yeah. So I'd say that um, a lot of non-Christians, they develop certain stereotypes 
on Christians because of what they're learning in school and what they're seeing. So um, first off, all the social things going on, LGBTQ plus movement, um, abortions, all of those things are very important to them. Um, so we, um, what they find, what I've noticed is most non-Christians see us first as hypocrites and judging. That comes from the Scarlet Letter. They see us as controlling and determined um, to just you know, convert people, basically. That comes from, like, history that I was talking about. Um, Brimstone and fire, they think we're brimstone and fire teachers, um, which are, uh, which comes from Jonathan Edwards. Um, They also think we're mindless or illogical or that uh, we bandwagon. Mm -hmm. We're emotionally involved because we just go along with the crowd, what we learn at church, um, in order to, you know, um, make ourselves feel better. So we don't listen to fact like evolution is mm-hmm. what they're thinking because of the evidence that we see. And they also think we make up the majority. Um, and that's because you'll find in school that we are technically the default religion. Like a lot of kids will say that they're Christians because they celebrate Christmas or they come from a Christian family or maybe they go to church Um but they aren't, it, the, their walk isn't their own. So um, when you ask most people, they're either atheists, agnostic, or Christians, or that's what they'll say. But um, those are some of the stereotypes you'll find. And I think it's also, um, when you're in school, I think it's also important just to understand what your mindset should be, because you are learning all of these stuff, evolution, and you have to know what you believe so that you aren't that mindless, hypocritical, um, emotionally involved person and you know what your faith is. So um, you have three options when you're learning this sort of stuff in school, like the rest of your classmates. Um, You could either go along with what you're learning in school (laughs) or second, you can just say, well, I learned this in church. I learned this from my family. So it must be true. Um, Or third, you can do your own research or you can pray and you can study your Bible and you can ask these hard questions mm. of like, is evolution real? Could God and evolution coexist? Um, or like, what does the Bible say about abortion? And the difference is your first two options are very passive and they do fall into the stereotype being mindless, illogical and bandwagoning. Your third option, I'd say <laughs> personally is the one that you should choose because not only do you know why you believe what you believe, but you know where to, you have the evidence for it. And it also grows your faith as being a Christian in the public school. Mm-hmm. Um, being a Christian in public school doesn't have to feel like a trap. It's actually a great way to grow your faith. And in, in order to do that, you have to be okay asking the hard questions and being willing to look for the answers. Yeah. So. And I think that's yeah. like you totally hit it on that third question is like knowing what you believe, because I feel like a lot of Christians nowadays um, and I've seen it where they are, especially in the public school, where they say they're a Christian, but they don't know why they believe what they believe. And so mm-hmm. if these non-Christians or these atheists or whatever, they start asking them questions, they're like, oh, wait, what? Like, I don't know the answer or I don't know what I truly believe about this because they're so used to what they've been hearing through the years. So I think you totally hit it. Like you got to study it for yourself and ask those hard questions. They're hard Mm -hmm. and they're really hard to study it because you're going to get all different sides of opinions and voices. um, But you're not going to know what you're talking about unless you're studying it. Yeah. And it's easy to keep thinking, yeah, I'll do it later or I'll think about it later. But the truth is like there's no good time to start. You'll always have something in the way. 
that um, you, you'll you use as an excuse not to go and do your own research and um, study the Bible, but there's never a good time. It always has to be when you have the question, mm-hmm. write it down if you're not in the place where you can, or like make sure that you go back and you actually study it. Yeah. And that's what Nikki and I were talking about beforehand um, is like take that humility upon yourself and be willing to study it because you're going to get questions, whether you're in public school or whether you're in the grocery store, it could be anywhere and everywhere. You're going to get these Christ or these questions. If people know that you're Christian, um, any religion pretty much, but you know, take that humility upon yourself and be like, Hey, I don't know the answer for this. So I'm going to go study it and I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to tell you what's up or, you know, my opinion on things, but I need to personally go and find it in the scriptures. I can't just be like, um, well, um, my opinion on this, you know, like, cause then that's coming from the flesh and that's Mm -hmm. a really dangerous spot. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that. And, um, I think you and I, we were talking a little bit about, um, we, we hear all these stereotypes, stereotypes <laughs> that um, non-Christians have of us, and it's scary at first, but um, something that me and Kayla have talked about before is actually those stereotypes are a very powerful weapon to you mm-hmm. when you are um, sharing your faith, because the best thing that you can do is break those stereotypes. Um and this this sounds counterintuitive, but I usually don't tell people I'm a Christian at first because I want to get to know them. I want to form the relationship first. I want them to know what I'm like before I um, say, hey, I'm a Christian, by the way, because the thing about that is when they know all of um, that, I'm not these stereotypes, then they start getting curious. They're like, hold up this is what I know a Christian to be like, and you're not like that. So something's different. What do you think about this topic? What do you think about that topic? And it just opens the discussion to be so much better. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and we were saying this before, and that'll lead into our next uh, question too, but of the whole fact of right now in our generation, people are so used to putting up walls against Christian people because they're so used to us being like, abortion is bad. LGBTQ is bad. You need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing this, which, you know, have your own opinion on those things. Like I'm not here to say you need to do this or agree on this or whatever, (laughs) but because we've had such a, I need to convince you of this matter. I need to condemn you so that you'll come to the gospel. That's not going to bring people to know Jesus Christ. Like you got to build that relationship, like what you're doing, because if you're not, like if you went straight out and you're like, hi, I'm Nikki, I'm a Christian. People will be like, oh, she's one of those. She's going to judge us or whatever. So they instantly put up that wall. But if you're building that relationship, like they're like, after a while, they find out that you're Christian. They're like, oh, wait, she's different than most Christians I've met, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And that's some, that's a fair point. Like, um, oftentimes I remember when I grew up in church, what I heard was that every person in the room had to know I was a Christian. Otherwise I'm scared or I'm, I, I like, I'm scared of sharing my faith. Like Mm -hmm. that was what I was told in a way. And if you are afraid of what people think of you, that's something that you really need to deal at, uh, deal with, with the Lord at a heart level. But the truth is, um, the the idea before was that you say you're a Christian, you have that title, and then you live it out and you show them. But what we're noticing in this generation is that they need to see love first. So you live it out, and then you have the title because the title connects to what you've already lived out, not mm-hmm. the other way around. That's that's what's going on in this generation that hasn't been what's <laughs> what happened in the past generations. And 
we need to be mindful of that because every generation is different. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Our generation needs love. <laughs> what <True>. they're wanting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That kind of does lead into our next question mm-hmm. of what is the next step? Yeah. So, um, let's say that you are friends with somebody personally. Okay. Disclaimer. I don't, I don't make non-Christian friends to make them Christians. Like I don't, I don't make friends to make faith. It's like flirting to convert. That's not a thing. Yeah. Um, I, I make a non-Christian friends cause I enjoy being around them. It's just happened that every year God's put me in a different group of non-Christians. And those have just been the people that I've witnessed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say that you've, establish this relationship with somebody, you have a friendship or um, any type of relationship, um, the stage is set, now what, <laughs> right? And um, I think it starts with the mindset. And um, I will <laughs> say from experience, I failed the first time with this. I had a non-Christian friend back in eighth grade, and um, my mindset was like, I've matured in my faith. The next level is sharing my faith, which is not true, by the way. Like people used to be saved back in the day and then they like dive straight into ministry. So that first off was not true. Um, second off, um, I, yeah, so I did a lot of stuff wrong when I was trying to share my faith. And ultimately at the end of all of that, I lost a friend Mm. and that was really raw and real. And it was painful because I had been friends with this girl for eight, seven, seven or eight years. We had been best friends. And, um, I messed it up because I tried to serve God my way instead of having God be part of that process. Um, and I think that one of the reasons that, um, it was my mindset because there are usually three fears that hold you back from sharing your faith. And, um, we're going to go through that. So the first fear is being afraid of what other people think about you. And this um, leads to sugarcoating the truth or twisting the truth in ways that sound better. Um, this is usually covered a lot in church. So I want to focus on the next two fears. So um, the second fear is being afraid that you won't have the answer. And that comes from um, seeing your um, talking about your faith as a debate rather than a discussion. That's mm-hmm. saying that there's a winner and there's a loser at the end. And that's really not how it works. You're simply a messenger um, sharing what the good news is, right? And um, also, you're probably afraid that truth doesn't exist or that if you go and um, you try to find the answer that doesn't exist. And if we look back in the scriptures, that's that's not true. Um, the first uh, I'm going to be um, throwing out a lot of verses out here. Yeah. <laughs> so like go um, on your own time, go and look these up, make sure that they're true. Do your own research. Like don't just take it from me, do it yourself. Right. <laughs> so um, I'm going to quote John 14, six, which is I'm the way, the truth and the life. That's Jesus talking. Um, so if he's the truth, we find out in Hebrews 13, eight, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. So um Jesus is the truth and the truth never changes. Um, later on, we find out in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So that also tells you that Jesus is also the word. So the truth is in your Bible. Um, if you want to find a place to start <laughs> to uh, find out what that hard question is, go to the Bible. <laughs> and also, um, how do you know that God's going to give you that answer? Well, in Proverbs 
two six it says, "For the Lord gives wisdom, and from His mouth comes knowledge and understanding." So sometimes when you are talking to a friend, God is just going to give you the answer right then, right there, right then and there, <laughs> and you're going to be able to say it. Other times, um, it's a good time to say, "Hey, I don't know the answer," and I'm I really appreciate that you brought up this question because it means that I get to go out and find out what why I believe what I believe. Do you mind if I go and do my own reading and then get back to you on that? Because I don't want to give you a half-baked answer. And that's actually, that's a great opportunity because you just showed them that you're not mindless, illogical bandwagon and that you, um, you're not closed-minded or controlling, that you actually care about them and you want to give them the answer that they need. Mm -hmm. And, um, if that happens to you, just um, keep in mind James 1, 5. If, if, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, um, and it will be given to him. So if you have that heart to actually um, go and find the answer, God is going to respect that, and he's going to help you out. Um, you can also check out Matthew 5, 6 if you want to hear more about that. <laughs> Extra homework. <laughs> yes. So that's the second fear. The um, second fear is that you're afraid that you don't have the answer. Um, the third fear is that, um, this is the one that I usually struggle a lot on, is that I'm afraid I won't be perfect. Because mm. you just broke out of this stereotype, you know, this, um, you just showed them that you're not all of these stereotypes. And now you feel like you have to keep it up or you have to be perfect in a different way. Mm. And um, and what's bad about this fear is that it stifles your genuine spirit. So um, when you're nervous, people pick up on that mm-hmm. and they um, how it comes across to them is that you're hiding things from them. And that's not how it should be because you're simply sharing the truth. Um, and I remember I actually told Tabitha, and that's Kayla's sister, I told her, I don't want my human flaws and my human mistakes to reflect on my God because I might be the only Christian that these people ever meet. And what she told me, I loved her answer. She was like, well, actually, the human element is so important because you can show them that Christians aren't perfect. And that's so true because if God wanted a perfect messenger for his word, he would have sent an angel. He wouldn't have asked us to do it. But he kept that human element when we got saved mm-hmm. so that we can have empathy for others and so that we can show them what a walk with God is like. And um, if you if you want some... Um, some verses on that, just look at Mark 16, 15, just focusing that we are messengers. We aren't the people that are converting people or telling them they have to believe something. We're simply just given the word, right? We're just telling them their options. Um, and then Romans 10, um, 9 and John three sixteen, we see that becoming saved is at heart level. So we can tell somebody all of these facts, all of these um, verses and stuff, but it really takes God to um, to give the message to the heart, um, to show them that uh, he knows exactly what to say to somebody individually that just clicks. Mm-hmm. And it will happen at a heart level, not through what you say, what you do. Um, God can use you to help others see the truth if that's what he desires. But at the end of the day, it's God who finds people. It's not you. So you do not have to be perfect. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of Christians, they think like that's their job is to convert these people so that they Mm -hmm. come to know Jesus. And I mean, yes, we are being sent out into the world to be lights. 
and to be quote fishermen, but <laughs> our job isn't to force it upon people so that they will convert. Like our job really is to build relationships and to show love and to be friends with those people. And then if they start asking questions, cool, great. I'll study. I'll, you know, give the answers to the best of my ability through the Holy Spirit's work in me. But if they don't come to know Jesus, it wasn't because, quote, I was a bad Christian or yeah. I failed or whatever. It's just because God has something else in mind and it takes exactly. off that pressure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so I know we're getting close to the end. Did you have anything else you wanted to share? I know it was so yeah. fast. <laughs> I'll try my best in these last few minutes. Why don't we just um, go through some practical tips of how to get um, the message from you to somebody who's never heard it before. Um, hopefully some of these aren't things that you've heard before. <laughs> so uh, we'll jump into it. So um, one thing to note is that the non-Christians, your non-Christian friends are going to want to talk about the controversies. So um, LGBTQ+, um, abortions, evolution, um, divorce, all of those things are going to be important to them because those directly affect how they live their lives. That's why it's important to them. And you should know why you stand, uh, where you stand on those topics so that you can give a good answer to them. But also never forget the main message, which is that we are sinners. We needed a savior. God loved us so much that he, um, he found us basically with Jesus. And, um, uh, so a lot of these controversies, you can use them to lead into the main message, but never forget the main message because you can get lost in just the deep parts of the controversies. But the main message covers all of, over all of those. It doesn't matter um, what type of sin or whether it's a sin or not. It's like at the end of the day, we're, we were saved by Christ and that doesn't matter anymore. Um, so... One of my favorites to use is actually Adam and Eve, um, especially when we're talking about evolution. I'll talk about Adam and Eve because that's where sin began. And that's where we find out the story of why we need a savior. And it's also a story that um, we study in school, um, maybe not at the Christian level of how it applies to us. But um, your non-Christian friends might be somewhat a little bit more familiar with that story. And you can use that story to go into the... Um, main message, which is why we need a savior. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Also remember that the Bible is not going to be um, as convincing to them as it is for you. As a Christian, we know why we need to trust the Bible. They do not. So um, if you start throwing out verses to them or you're trying to show them where in the Bible they um, you see um, your answers, uh, it's not going to mean much to them. Um, I've had conversations with some of my friends of why we believe the Bible, why it's important, and you should definitely know why the Bible is a trustworthy source. Um, but just keep in mind from a non-Christian perspective, Bible's not important. Um, you can use their language, which is science, geology, um, philosophy, like um, there are um, evidence within those areas that point to the Bible, that point um, towards Christianity and show that um, like truth exists in the world and that that truth is Jesus Christ. So um, yeah, do some scientific research. I mm -hmm. love doing that. I, I've looked at Ken Ham before and um, I haven't looked at Ray Comfort as much, but I've heard that he's good too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And the other thing is especially if you're like me, I grew up in a Christian family, you you speak Christianese. 
So that means that you will you say certain things that won't make sense to them. Um, my favorites are like the blood. We talk about, oh, the blood covers all. And yeah. non-Christians are like, blood? What? What? Or like, we're like vessels, you know, sent by God. And like vessels, you guys are crazy, like yeah. blood vessels. <laughs> or, or like we oftentimes say, you're saved or you're not saved to non-believers. Those are terms aren't going to make sense to them. Um, usually what I do is I just say, hey, I talk Christianese. <laughs> so if something I say doesn't make sense to you, just let me know so we can clear it up. Um, as Christians, we use shortcuts in order to convey a larger message so that we can just get to the next message, you know? Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Also, um, keep in mind not to be Christian politically correct. So in church, oftentimes there's a church lifestyle that we learn when we're younger and um, non-Christians have not been in that environment before. So they're going to use words like religion or convert, which might make you feel uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, if you look at their heart, they just want to convey their message to you. And so um, they're not trying to offend you. They're not trying to poke at you. They're just simply trying to state in their own terms what they mean. And you don't want them to feel like they're walking on eggshells around you because um, then they're going to feel guarded or they're not going to feel like they can talk to you about what they need to. So um, know the important parts that you don't have to worry about talking to them about. And um, if they have those little non-Christian words, don't worry about that. It's not important. Um, and make them feel comfortable. Look at their heart. That's the main idea. If you ever do feel like they are coming at you or they're attacking, it's usually because they feel attacked themselves or they feel they're, they're starting to get their guards up. Because once again, think about like what they're learning in school. They're learning about the Spanish Inquisition. They're learning about crusades and stuff like that. Like um, they hear that sort of stuff and they don't like the idea of feeling converted or they don't want to feel like you're trying to make them into Christians. So um, that's where the guard comes up. So if you feel like they're starting to get guarded or they, you feel like they're starting to poke a little bit at you, just take a step back, take a deep breath and keep being open. Because when you decide to be open, when you decide to keep being genuine, um, we as humans, we copy each other. That will help them bring down their guard. And once again, it keeps it from going from a debate um, to more like a discussion type because you're just talking with <laughs> your friends or whoever you're talking to. It doesn't need to be a debate. So, um, yes. And uh, don't push. <laughs> that Respect people's boundaries. That's, I'd say, the number one rule when you're talking to other people that haven't heard this message before. Um, once again, God does the work, not you. So I used to get really excited when I'm talking to my friends and I start talking in hypotheticals like if you were to become Christian, which made them feel very uncomfortable because they weren't considering that. Mm -hmm. And so they started feeling guarded. So just read the signs, um, be thoughtful and respect people's boundaries. If if you feel like it's starting to cross a boundary or they seem uncomfortable, take a step back, read the signs. Um and yeah, once again, if you if you're just if God just calls you to plant seeds in people that will grow later, or if He's asking you to pick fruit, like um, you don't have to constantly um, press forward. Like let God do the work. That's the main thing. Um, 
Oh, so many things. <laughs> Another thing that actually me and my brother were talking about the other day is try to stay away from politics. Yeah. There is a difference between your political opinion and your beliefs. And um, oftentimes we as Christians get those confused because we base our votes off of our beliefs. Right. And um, it doesn't matter if the person you're talking to is is in the same party as you or if they're in a different party either way i'd stay away from politics because politics come with their own stereotypes with their political affiliations have their own stereotypes and um both me and my brother noticed that um people are actually really respectful towards christians when you've uh, made the relationship you're talking in a calm way um in discussion type style it doesn't become tense until politics are in the picture. Because if they're on the same side as you, um, okay, if they're on a different side as you, then it's going to be like, you're wrong, I'm right. And then you start debating yeah. back and forth. If they're on the same side as you, you'll probably just be complaining together about why you don't agree with the other side. Yeah. It's, it's not productive. It takes away the focus from God. And the focus is God, not your political affiliation. And... Also, just have fun, by the way, <laughs> when you're and once again, we're talking about building relationships, relationships, healthy ones don't always have to be deep talks. They don't always have to be only fun. You can have a mix of both and just like have fun with your friends. It doesn't only have to be about um, talking about Christianity. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can have both. And um, one of the fears that people run into when they're talking to their friends about um, their faith and um and on the same side, their friends' fear of talking to them about it is that they lose that fun or that their relationship won't be the same as it was before. And mm -hmm. that doesn't have to – it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and you hit on it earlier of the fact of, like, I'm not being friends with a, quote, non-Christian just because I'm trying to convert them. Like, that's not exactly. my thing here, you know? Like, I want to be friends with you because I care about you, and you're an awesome person. I just want to get to know you more. Like, that's it. We're not like, hey, in the background, we're going to convince you. you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's such a, like, I don't know. That's a evil mentality, and we're, we're not about that. Yeah. We're seriously all about just love and relationship. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and once again, I keep harping on this, but we are messengers. Um, we we just say the message. We just tell them the message, um, work through those blocks that keep them from hearing the message. But God does the rest. After that, hands off. <laughs> hands off. <laughs> hands off. <laughs> Let God do but, his yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did want to share um, one thing before we, we wrap up, but um Specifically, this is for you, Nikki, but mm -hmm. I really appreciate you, how you are being a light and mm -hmm. and being specifically, I'm not necessarily like I'm being a light, so I'm sharing the gospel, but like I'm referring to being a light as into like you're being love and you're loving <laughs> your friends, even if they're non-believers, you're loving that non-Christian, maybe atheist person in your school that could seem lonely, you know, or, or that person, maybe that's angry at you for being Christian, you're going to still love them. And I just, I see that in you, like, um, the story that you told me of, um, how you guys had to defend like the whole David and Goliath deal. Oh yeah. We read the parable of David yeah. and Goliath Yeah, and in, like in English class. What was it exactly? Like you were on one side and how many people were on yeah. the other side? So the question was, um, that we were supposed to pick a side on was, could this story actually happen? Yeah. So, 
obviously I was one of the only person and we had to divide one side of the room was people say it's not possible. The other side is possible. It was me and maybe one other kid that liked to debate on one side and maybe 28, 30 kids on the other side. And it was just a good picture of what what our world looks like, but also how many people do need to hear this message. Right. And see, I see that. And like someone may see that and be like, see, you are trying to be defensive. But like I see that and I'm like, no, Nikki's just going on the other side and she's just being brave. But she's just being, like, who she is. Like, she's not there to defend her side and be like, David Goliath was true and all this stuff. But she's just being herself. Like, she's just like, yo, like, I think this is a true story. That's it. Like, that's all I'm trying to say here, you know? And so I just, I see that in you. I see that you're not trying to try to convince people of anything or force them to believe in something else or Mm -hmm. telling them that they're wrong in one area. And I think, y'all, whoever's listening, like, you need to, or not need to, see, here I am already, like, you need to do this. <laughs> but I would recommend or encourage you to take a step back, especially from social media. There's so much noise on social media. But take a step back, search your heart, and see, am I that type of Christian that comes across to non-Christians or even my other Christian friends, and we may disagree on something, am I that type of person that's like, I need to convince you of something, and I'm going to do this and do this? Or are you on the other side of, hey, man, I just want to love you as you are, nothing else, just have a relationship. So search your heart. And if you are on that one side that is trying to convince people of whatever, you might want to take a step back and you might want to be like, hey, Lord, like, please just like convict me in this area, but then give me wisdom on how I can change and how I can be more of your love. Because that's what Mm -hmm. Jesus is. Jesus is love. And so um, that's what we're supposed to be. And there is also the other part where um, you're also too passive, like you um, you feel like you know the answer, but you're kind of in a place of like, yeah, but I, it's like I, I love everyone anyways, but mm-hmm. it's you don't know why you stand where you do. So that's the other part that we were talking about before is it's very, very, very important not to just take what your parents say, what your church says, and what your pastor says, and actually go out and believe that there's truth and go find that truth because it means so, so much more when when God gives it to you rather than God gives it to somebody else and you hear it from them. So that's the other side. Like take a step back too and realize like we're not perfect. (laughs) Shocker. That's okay. Christians are not perfect. We are far from it and we don't have all the answers and that's mm-hmm. okay. That's totally exactly. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nikki, I so appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank like this was so much me. fun. And I know we went slightly over this time, but I just, I feel like there's so much here that all of us can learn. And I don't feel like it's getting maybe talked about in the Christian circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it is, but just not as much as I think it needs to be in this day and age. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you having boldness and bravery. Thank you. And <laughs> Thanks yeah. for having me. Oh, and I'll try not to go on a rant. But guys, if you do not know Kayla, first off, <laughs> she is one of the most genuine, kind people that you'll ever meet. And she loves people. Like when when the Bible talks about um, just loving got um people to love god like she is such a good role model of that so if you don't know her that's what's going on and 
that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. Thank you. Of course. And since Nikki is such an awesome person, oh. <laughs> I wanted to see if you would like to tell how people can reach you to, you know, yeah. if you have more questions or if you disagree with something or I don't know. Yeah, whatever. like bring it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just started an Instagram. So that's Nikki Chen823. Um, I'm pretty private on social media in general. So um, the other way would just be to contact Kayla and then she can give you my information. I would love to talk to you all. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And yeah, definitely. If you have something that you want to add or if you disagree with something, like, please talk to me. I'd love to talk to you. So sweet. All yeah. right. Well, now you guys can reach out to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, I hope you have a lovely day and make sure to just love on those people around you no matter what. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. See you. <laughs>